This is the 5 a.m. Miracle, episode number 501. How to stop just being busy and actually start making real progress. Good morning and welcome to the 5 a.m. Miracle. I am Jeff Sanders and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My goal is to help you bounce out of bed with enthusiasm create powerful, lifelong habits, and tackle your grandest goals with extraordinary energy. In the episode this week, I'll break down what it means to be too busy, how to escape the high achiever's dilemma of striving to do absolutely everything, and how to keep your to-do list simple, focused, and stress-free every single day. Let's dig in. How many number ones are on your to-do list right now? If you have more than one, well, you probably have too many. You know, not everything matters. Sometimes it can feel that way, but in reality, very little of the things that you think are important are actually important and urgent. Very few of the things we prioritize actually have to happen right now. And the best advice on this topic I can offer is this. Only do today what is due today. That's it. You can avoid the trap of just doing things to just do things and checking boxes just to feel the endorphins from checking boxes by simply only doing what is due now and forget the rest and stop right there. Now, if that's all you need to hear today, honestly, you can skip the episode completely. That's the advice. Only do today what is due today. However, if you want to know exactly how to make this simple strategy work for you, then let's actually dig into the details, the strategies that will actually make this come to life for you to bring progress to your front doorstep, to eradicate all the noise that comes from being busy for the sake of being busy. You know, I've been the guy who's had panic attacks. I'm the guy who's been to the hospital when he's freaking out, literally, because he doesn't know what to do with himself. I, Jeff Sanders, the guy who teaches productivity, I have struggled with being what I'll call too productive, too busy, trying to do too much. And if that feels like you, if you say, you know what, Jeff, I feel like that type A high achiever who wants big things. I strive for that. I live for that. It feels great to get stuff done. But man, sometimes I just push the envelope a little too hard. Sometimes I fight a little too much. Sometimes the downside, the consequences of this lifestyle are pretty severe. They're intense, right? The double-edged sword really does cut both ways. Sometimes it cuts in the way you want it to, and you get a lot done. And sometimes that thing comes back to bite you. And so what we're trying to do here, the goal of this Healthy Productivity Podcast, is for you to get things done in a healthy manner. And if you have found yourself in that vicious cycle of being busy just for the sake of being busy, of checking boxes, just for the sake of checking boxes, well, it's time to make real progress and stop doing basically everything else. So let's dig in. This is the episode, once again, about how to stop just being busy and begin to actually make real progress. And I want to begin this conversation with a much more specific definition of what it means to be too busy. And what that really means in practical terms comes down to two words, activity 
and achievement. And they're two different things. Activity is doing what I'll call stuff, in quotes. You're doing stuff. You were busy. Today was a busy day. Well, what actually happened in this busyness? What kind of stuff got done? And the answer could be lots of things. Things got done. Stuff got done. That's a common uh, I don't know, vocabulary to use when there's a lot going on or when you're just trying to avoid giving the details to someone else. But really, the question of what got done should not be that complicated. In fact, when you have achieved something, the answer is very specific. The answer is extraordinarily direct because achievement, well, that's doing something on purpose that adds up to something else that's even more impactful. The achievement angle is that you're doing something that adds up to a bigger goal. You are on a path that's going somewhere. Activity, doing stuff and getting things accomplished is noise. It's not necessarily nonsense or you know a bad use of your time because oftentimes when you are in the middle of a lot of projects or have a hectic home life, maybe you have like me, like two young kids and a business and a, you know, a healthy set of fitness habits and lots of things going on. Well, in the middle of all of that, life can feel very active and very busy and like stuff is what your life is filled with. But in an ideal world, when the noise is cleared out, when achievement becomes the goal, well, then the actions you take every day, your to-do list, your calendar will reflect your priorities and they will reflect the goals you are setting out to achieve on purpose and the actions you take are specific and they add up to a bigger, grander vision. So when someone asks you, how was today? What did you do today? How was your? How do you feel right now about your life? You haven't seen you in a long time. How are things? <laughs> and to answer the question of how are things, you can say, well, you know what? I'm working on this epic grand goal of mine, and today I checked this box to move me one step closer to that goal. And here was the big objective for the day. Here was my focus block of time that got me there. That is a better answer. There's a lot to be said about the person who's on a mission to do something, and their actions directly reflect that. Versus the rest of us, and myself included, who just feel like, oh my gosh, my calendar is just a hot mess, right? Everything is just, it's just noisy, and, I, and I'm tired of all of that, and it's loud in the sense of just like, wow, I don't know how to slow down. I don't know how to pause. I don't know how to breathe in the middle of all of this. And I'm speaking here from personal experience, but I get the sense that if you're listening to this podcast, if you consider yourself to be a high achiever, a go-getter, a goal achiever, if productivity matters to you, if your job matters to you, your family, your personal goals, what I'm saying here resonates. You know that feeling. You know that experience. You may be there right now, right? My show goes out on Monday mornings. If you're listening to this on a Monday morning, on your commute, to the office, you may be thinking, my goodness, I've got a lot planned for this week. How am I going to get all of this stuff done, right? In quotes, once again, how will all of that stuff, those things be accomplished? It's the wrong question, though. The question is not about stuff or things. The question is about the specific actions to move your goals forward. And when that becomes the clarifying question, the noise from the stuff and the nonsense fades away. It takes time to get there. 
And it's not a thing you can achieve all day, every day, all the time. But that will help to clear out the fog and the mess and the noise. Now, being really busy, let's get more specific on exactly what that is. Being busy means ultimately focusing, of course, on the activity instead of the achievement. But it also means being reactive instead of proactive. It's a way of saying you are doing anything that pops up instead of the few things that you decided ahead of time were most important. The reactive versus proactive conversation is incredibly important here because when we get caught up in the noise, when our life is filled with stuff and things, we tend to be more reactive. When things are on fire, metaphorically or literally, we tend to respond in a way that's that's a freak out, that's a panic response. Um, I'll give a really good specific example to that. Recently, my wife and I decided for the first time in the history of owning our home, we've been here for eight years now, that we would have pest control come and kind of control some of the flying bugs and ants and other critters we've seen around our home. We've never had this work done before, but because we have two young kids who tend to drop crumbs over the floor uh, and, and we have no dog anymore in our home, we used to eat those crumbs, we tend to attract more bugs than before. So we had pest control come and try to take care of the problem. Well, if you've ever had that done before, you might know that after pest control shows up, the bugs get worse before they get better. And for the last three weeks, every single day in our home has been just an invasion of ants. We have ants in every room for every reason, and it's it's exhausting. It's, it's so much to deal with. And so in terms of the reactive versus proactive conversation, I have been extraordinarily reactive to these ants. At least I was. But at some point in this process, I pivoted and began to get a lot more intentional on how to address that scenario. And so now I have a much better plan in place. The ants have calmed down. This morning, I woke up, and oh my goodness, this house feels normal and healthy and not full of bugs, which is a great feeling. But I only got there because of my proactive plan to address the issue, which took a lot to get there, but I got there. And I got there in a way that now has reduced the stress and allowed me to focus on what I care more about. And so those emergencies, those metaphorical fires can die down. And the case of this recent you know, home emergency, uh, we've addressed it now. But if you are in the middle of that, if you have those types of things popping up, oh my gosh, it's, it's a lot. Like emotionally, practically, it's hard to deal with those types of emergencies. And if you feel like that's your life every day and there's no end in sight, you know, the ants keep coming, they keep showing up, what are you going to do? It's going to be difficult for you to switch to proactive without going through a few set of steps, which we're going to get to. But let's go back to this idea I mentioned at the top of the show about how many number ones are on your to-do list. There's actually an episode of this podcast that deals with that topic directly, but I want to be more clear about this here because when we're talking about this conversation of busyness, we're ultimately talking about this feeling of overwhelm. And overwhelm is simply the idea of trying to do more than you have time to do. So if you were to say, I have 24 hours in the day and my to-do list has 35 items on it, right? It's, it's too many. You're not going to get all 35 items done today. But there's a pretty good chance that of those 35 items, only a couple actually matter. Only a couple are due today. And the rest can and should wait. 
So if I were to ask you how many number ones are on your to-do list today and you say 35, that's the wrong answer, right? That's not the approach. The correct answer is one. There is one number one on my list, one thing that matters today, one thing that needs to get done. Now, once that one thing is completed, there is the next number one, right? The list just shifts by one each time. So yes, technically, if you want to be more specific, these 35 items will all be number one at some point, but they're not all number one today. In any given moment, there is only one. And that's the focus. It's the simplistic nature of focusing on one thing. Once again, overwhelm is thinking about too many things at the same time, trying to squeeze more in than you have time to do. So if your intention is to calm your life down, to do fewer things, to be able to focus in a stress-free manner, that's only going to come through simplicity. That's only going to come by doing less. And reducing overwhelm means taking things off your list. So how many number ones do you have? You only have one. And the rest of it you'll get to later as time permits. But for now, just do your one. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, being busy also in the same conversation also means trying to please others instead of sticking to what's most important for you. So on the same conversation about how many number ones do you have on your to-do list, well, this is very personal. If someone else comes to you and asks for a favor or wants your input or your help or your time, energy, money, etc., those are their priorities and they're not yours. Unless you choose on purpose to allow that other that request that comes in to be granted. But this is the idea of owning your calendar, owning your time. This is your personal space. This is the most sacred space you have in your life is how your time is managed. And when someone else requests your time, and it is a request, it's not a mandate, it's not forced. When a request comes in for your time, you get to consider that request and then either grant it or reject it, right? You can say yes or no, but the choice has to be yours. And once you view your time as sacred space in that manner, 
Well, then all of a sudden, you own your time. You can say no, and you should say no a lot more than you're probably doing, which is going to allow you to then make sure that your number ones are getting done, that your list does not feel overwhelming to you because you have maintained it. You have assigned boundaries. You have rules. You have a way of living that keeps you sane and healthy and productive and optimized. There are so many people who are people pleasers. That's what they do. They just say yes a lot. Fortunately, that's never been the way I operate. I've always had this sense of, uh, I don't know, go away, <laughs> leave me alone. I want my time to be mine. Um, that's Maybe it's just an ego thing on my part. I'm not sure. Uh, but it has served me very well that that's been my default response for a long time. And I've actually doubled down on that over time. So I say no more than I ever have. But if you're not that kind of person and you your default state is to be a, a yes person, a, a, a people pleaser, this is going to be harder for you, right? This takes practice and it is a skill that you need to work on over time. Uh, without working on this, without improving this area, you will find yourself in that trap of always saying yes too often. And then your time has been stolen by someone else. And then this idea of overwhelm and being busy and doing what quote unquote stuff, well, that's just going to be the norm by default because you've allowed it to be so. And so once again, the power is yours, right? You have control here. If you accept that as your reality and then you set the boundaries and you determine the outcomes. Now, being busy here also means staying addicted to busyness itself. The addiction of busyness is real. The endorphin rush that you get from checking boxes is a real thing, right? This is what I have loved for so many years about productivity is that emotional hormonal response that I get from doing stuff. It feels good to be busy. It feels good to do things. Like I'm not knocking the idea of busyness. And in fact, it's a big step up over doing nothing, right? If your choices are be not productive at all, we can call it laziness, right? You're just going to chill out and do nothing ever. If that's your default you know, state, well, that's not going to achieve very much. It's an improvement to then be extraordinarily busy doing random things, right? That's better than the alternative. But we can go one step further and be more purposeful and intentional by saying yes to only a few things and letting the rest go. So the goal here is just to upgrade your state in this you know, productive sense over time a little better each day. And I, I'm not perfect here. There's a lot here I can improve on myself. And in fact, I would argue the busier I get, number one, the more important these strategies are. But number two, the more that I'm challenged to make sure that these strategies are in place. Because this is the key thing about busyness is that it will probably find you without you having to find it. You may be busy without your consent. You may be busy in a way that feels as though, wait a minute, a life was chill. Things were good. What happened? What changed? How did I get here? I've had plenty of those days where I just don't even understand how my calendar got so full. Which if you want to go back in my podcast to the weekly review episodes, they are all about this, this idea of saying there's intentional time to figure out what happened, to make a better plan going forward, to have a better sense of control so you can acknowledge when things got a little wonky, but then have a more proactive and intentional stance to move forward. So if you are addicted to the rush of being busy and you want to instead move to a state of margin, silence, and just open space where things can just be it's a pretty beautiful thing. 
And there's a reason why that I love going to the sauna at my gym every afternoon as best I can is because in the sauna, number one, I have no phone with me because the sauna would kill my phone. So I'm just there with a waterproof notepad and a pen. And I don't use it all the time. Sometimes I just sit there with my eyes closed, get super hot, super sweaty for 20 minutes, and then I leave. And in that 20 minutes, it's very chill. Okay, it's very hot, but <laughs> you get my point. It's very calm. I just sit, I breathe, I sweat, and then I leave. And it's the calmest 20 minutes in my day. And it's magical. And if you don't have that kind of time, whether it's meditation, yoga, sauna, just sitting in silence in your house, whatever it is you're going to do, if you don't have that baked in, if life literally is always on the move, you don't have the chance to reflect to understand that you need that kind of time for your sanity, your mental health, your physical health, your stress levels. There's a necessity for calm and margin. My second book, The Free Time Formula, it's all about this. So if you want more information on this topic, you can definitely pick that one up. But this is the point. We're trying to get to a state where that's the norm, right? The effectiveness and achievements are what we do. And then calm, reflective activity is the counter to that, the other side of that coin. There's an episode of my podcast I did years ago I called Crunch and Release, which is exactly what this whole thing is about. In the crunch, you do the work, you dig in, you are engaged. And the release is the opposite of that. It's the calm, reflective, peaceful time, the walk in the woods, the sauna session, the nap that you take in the afternoon. Right? It's the other side of that coin to allow the balance to exist. And balance here is the name of the game. If without the balance, this stress and the, the, the default state of busyness will win. So it's a war. We're fighting against the war of busyness, especially if you are a high achiever who wants more from your life. You're going to, whether purposeful or not, you will find yourself on that track. And so we have to find ways and strategies here to counter that. And once you do, and you have a good healthy rhythm, you have that balance, and your calendar reflects those values, oh man, then you're in the really sweet spot. And I've been there just recently. I, I changed my life in a dramatic way in the last few weeks, and I'm back in that state right now. You may be able to hear today in the episode, I'm a little bit more enthusiastic, a little bit more caffeinated, a little bit more on the ball per se. And I feel that way because I'm in a good rhythm right now. This is a good space for me to be in. I haven't been there for a while. I've had some really rough seasons in this calendar year. And so to be in this space is fantastic. I love it. But it also reminds me that, oh my gosh, I, I can be here more often on purpose. Like I have the control. That's the point, right? You can change your calendar. You can change your reality. If things are tough, you have the ability to shift. Now, in this conversation, I did allude to the idea that there is this thing I call the high achievers dilemma. And this is a concept that speaks directly to what we just talked about which is that the high achievers dilemma is of striving to do not just bigger things and better things and bigger goals, but literally striving to do absolutely everything. You could argue that the perfectionist uh, really experiences this at a high level because oftentimes a perfectionist will want to not only do things perfectly, but they'll want to do everything perfectly. And it's this idea of I can't stop. There is no off button. Everything is moving all the time. And that if I don't keep moving, 
if I don't continue that pursuit, oh my gosh, like I'm going to I'm going to lose that sense of identity. I'm going to not be the person I think I can be. And ultimately what we're talking about here is a bar that's just set too high. Right? It's a perfectionistic tendency to want to do more just for the sake of doing more and missing the bigger picture, which is that life is not about more. It's not. Like that's not the goal. We're not here to do quote unquote more. From my perspective, especially as someone who values personal development, I'm not here to do more. I'm here for growth. I want to improve over time. And that growth could be slow, it could be fast, but ultimately, I get a lot of value, a lot of personal fulfillment from this knowledge that tomorrow can be better than today. And that doesn't have to mean that today is a ridiculous 24-7 just push, push, push cycle. It means that today can just be 1% better, just a little bit. And if it is, then tomorrow can be that 1% better as well. So ultimately, this high achievers dilemma of trying to do everything is baked in this false reality that you have to be all things to all people all the time. If you can get past that, you can get to a rhythm I've just been talking about that's much more sustainable, much more enjoyable, much healthier. And here's the real secret, actually achieves more. Whoa, right? Because let's go back to the top of the conversation here. If you're a busy person doing stuff, this is probably the biggest, most important piece of today's conversation. Busyness of doing random things is sporadic. You're going to achieve a lot of nonsense. You're going to be busy doing, quote unquote, everything, but you're not doing the thing, the one thing you set out to do. So your productivity is not going to be easy to to nail down. Then if someone asks you, what happened today? What did you achieve? Your answer is going to be, ah, I just did, did, I did everything. Oh my goodness, right? You'll, you'll look frazzled. You'll feel exhausted because you were just trying to check every box in every direction. The real secret here is absolute direct focus. You're going to move in one direction. Yes, life is more complicated than that. We'll do a few things outside of that one thing, but there's one primary objective. And when that primary thing is achieved, well, the rest of it just fills in. Because the thing that mattered got done. And that's what we're all about. So how do we address this high achievers dilemma? What is the answer to this? Well, I've got five ideas here. A few of these we've discussed before on this show with a lot of detail. But I'm going to summarize this very quickly right here. Number one, boundaries rule the day. You want to decide up front what you will and will not do. This whole conversation has been about boundaries, right? I will say yes to this and no to this. Mostly no to everything. But the boundaries decide when you go to bed, when you wake up, when you work out, when you work on your job, when you work on your personal goals. Boundaries decide time management. They decide personal calendar management, right? What you allow into your life, what you don't. Boundaries rule everything. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. 
Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. Number two, the best strategy here to really fight all of this is taking the boundaries component to the next level, which is just simply to delete, cancel, get rid of, right? Unschedule, <laughs> remove whatever is possible to be removed from your life. Less is more. This is the running mantra of this entire show. If you want to be healthy, if you want to be productive, if you want to you know, kick butt and get stuff done, you're going to have to kick butt by doing fewer things. And the only way that's possible is to remove all the other stuff. Remove the noise. Delete, delete, delete. That is the mantra. Number three, if you have the ability to, you can also delegate responsibilities, obligation, tasks, etc. to other people or potentially to other technological systems through automation. So delegation is a big deal if you have access to that. Uh, we all tend to do through technology. So if you don't have a personal assistant or somebody who works for you, um, you may have the ability to delegate in that sense to a spouse, to a friend, to a coworker, to a neighbor, to technology itself. Delegation is possible in a variety of ways, but we're looking for here to offload your personal responsibilities to someone else. Number four, you could then also delay things. I don't like procrastination, but what I do like is scheduling specific tasks on days where they matter the most. So it's intentional, or you could call it just intentional scheduling of a task on a theme day, on a day where you're batching certain tasks. I'm a big fan of theme days, big fan of batching. And so if you can delay something by scheduling it on purpose on the best day for that task, then it's not really delaying. It's really just intentional scheduling, which is going to offload the work you have today because now that task is where it belongs, which is not in the current moment. And number five, the very final step in this dilemma is to only do whatever is left over after you've completed this process and you're going to focus on the things, once again, the things that are due today. And that's all you're going to do. So these five steps in the high achievers dilemma have boundaries, make sure those are in place, delete whatever you can, delegate what remains, delay or intentionally schedule the other items and then only do the very few things that are on the list after those other things have been done. Having said that, there is a way to keep your to-do list very simple, very focused, and stress-free every single day that's a little bit more deep, a little bit uh, further down the line of optimization than we just discussed. So here is another great five-step list. Man, I love checklists. Here's another five-step list you can write down. Hopefully, you're taking notes in the episode this week. If you're not, um, I recommend it. There's an awesome way to do that, which is just listen to this 
in an intentional way. This is totally off topic. I am really on a tangent here. But there is a topic on this podcast years ago that I discussed about how to do intentional reading. So for a long time, I would read physical books in a way that was basically like a student would read a textbook. I would have a highlighter, a pen, and a notebook, and I would read through a text or a book very slowly because my goal was to find action steps, to find things I could learn from and take action on immediately. So I'm highlighting things, taking notes in the margins, um, writing down my next to-do items. The whole goal behind this was a very fully engaged learning process, uh, as opposed to a, a passively reading a fiction book or just kind of you know trying to learn for fun. This is a very like full-on engaged, focused learning environment. And for me, you can apply that to a podcast, especially one like this one where I'm probably packing in more than I should in a single episode. I have also applied this to audio learning as well. So if you have the time to sit and take notes on something, you're going to get more value from that thing. So if you're in that space where this could be a professional development uh, example, any time that you are really needing or wanting to learn something, I recommend that strategy as a way to to be fully engaged with you know auditorily, visually, physically, kinetically, get everything going so that the knowledge you are taking in is going to go from the, the source, the book, the audio, into your brain, onto paper, onto your to-do list, onto your calendar, onto your project management tool list, and then ultimately that thing gets done. Because the whole process here is about taking information in to be able to produce an output afterwards. Okay, back to the show. Now that we're off from that tangent. So to review here, if you want to keep your daily to-do list simple, focused, and stress-free, once again, only do what is due today. Second strategy, though, is to schedule margin on your calendar far in advance and keep it there. This is the hardest part for me personally with margin. I'm very good at scheduling margin in advance, but keeping it there is a lot more challenging. So if you're in the position of looking ahead two months down the line, six months from now, you can probably schedule a decent number of things. But can you guarantee the margin that's currently there stays there? This is going to really only happen by having very intentional boundaries for what I'll call me time. Right? They're saying, like, I'm going to have an hour here, half an hour there, where I'm going to not allow a single thing on the calendar so that the margin I need, the space that I need, the breathing room I need is guaranteed. If you are an overstressed out, overwhelmed high achiever, this is going to be crucial because those little breaks can give you just enough breathing room to reset and then re-engage in the next activity with a little more rest, a little more focus, a little more energy, which of course is going to be so much more helpful than just simply back-to-back activities. Third strategy here is to, once again, say no to everyone and everything all day, all the time, forever and ever. Um, I'm going to pound this point home because saying no is the only thing that's going to prevent future chaos. Saying no is a preventative measure. Just right away. It's a way of guaranteeing that the schedule you have set now will stay there, right? It's going to ensure all but guarantee the results that you want, but saying no is going to be an essential action for now to prevent chaos down the road. Number four, you want to prioritize what fills you up first before you do things that eat away at your resources. 
I've only recently re-engaged with this personally with my trail running and hiking time in the morning. So for me, when I'm able to go to the trail, I spend time in nature, I'm really engaged with the world around me in that way, that fills me up. That absolutely re-engages me, brings energy back into me. It's impossible for me not to realize the amazingness of what that does for me. And so when I'm lacking that, when I'm stressed out, overwhelmed, I need to get back to that space because it fills me back up so then I can go and give more throughout the rest of the day. Without it, things can be pretty dicey. But with it, oh, the clarity, the refreshing new perspective, the creativity, it shows back up. So if you need to, prioritize what fills you up first before the rest of the day kicks in. Well, this is a 5A miracle concept, right? Do the thing that matters first and everything else work itself out. That's what this is. Now, the fifth and final element of this particular checklist is, once again, this concept of less is always more. So whenever possible, cut, cut, and delete, and delete, remove, walk away. That's it. (laughs) So as much as I want to believe that this list is somehow uh, special or unique, really this is kind of like the best ofs, right? These five items here could become your daily mantra. So let's review these five things one more time. Only do what is due today. Schedule margin far in advance and keep it there. Say no to everyone and everything all day, all the time. Prioritize what fills you up first before you do everything else. And always focus on doing less whenever possible. If that becomes your norm, if these items, these philosophies begin to flow through your day, you can all but imagine how much better life can be. Less stress, more achievement. Less chaos, more peace. That's what this thing is leading to. That's what all of these add up to. So in a nutshell, that is today's topic. I do, because I'm you know a little bit overzealous here, have one bonus topic I want to mention. One that's been on my mind recently. That This could be an episode of the podcast all by itself in the future. We'll see. But one I want to go ahead and just uh, present you with here. If you're still in the episode today, by the way, welcome to the end of the episode. Um, I, I can see the data over time, and people tend to drop off about this point in the episode. So if you're still here, you're a, you're a VIP podcast listener for the 5A Miracle. Uh, so this bonus topic is this conversation around maintenance versus progress. And it's one that, as a guy who works from home, uh, it means a lot to me. Because I tend to focus a lot on what I'll call maintenance tasks, And those include anything that you're doing that keeps your lifestyle exactly where it is today. And from the work from home angle, that means chores, household chores that I do all day, all the time. Um, You know, as as a dad with two young kids, a lot of my maintenance tasks are about cleaning, laundry, dishes, you know, all these things that are just trying to keep my house in order. Uh, But a lot of life is Uh, habits, right? Maintenance things that keep us moving so that tomorrow can still be as good as today is, right? Maintains that sense of lifestyle and quality. But that's a very different perspective than progress. Progress is anything that you're doing that's going to push you forward, move you up, elevate your position for whatever it is you're striving for. And from my perspective, I want as much time as possible every day to be on progress, not just to say that I can do the same thing again and again. I love habits, but even your habits 
can allow for progress. That 1% improvement rule, that's where this kicks in. So you could have, let's say, a maintenance task or maintenance um, event in the day, like going to the gym. And so if you work out in a very standard way, you can maintain your strength, flexibility, fitness. But if you push a little bit harder, you can actually progress forward, be a little stronger, a little faster, a little healthier. And from my view, if my day has this sense of progress could exist in a lot of ways all around me, I want to be able to say that that is my intention to spend as much time as I can in that progress mode and then allow the maintenance tasks to be more automated, to be more uh, behind the scenes, hopefully delegated or deleted or minimized the best of my ability so that the, the best parts of my life as someone who values productivity It doesn't just come from, once again, checking boxes, but someone who values actual progress towards bigger and more meaningful goals. Hopefully all of this makes sense in the grander sense of we're trying to strive for a life here where busyness is not the goal. Once again, doing stuff, doing things, that's not it. That's never been the thing. The thing is always about let's do today a little better. And if we can well, then tomorrow is going to be that much better as well. And for the action step this week, chop your to-do list in half. Take everything that is not due today and just don't do it. Only do today what is due today. Your today list should be much shorter. It should also reduce your stress open up your calendar, and lead to real, tangible progress right away. This process is repeatable, and it is awesome. Enjoy. JeffSanders.com slash 501 is the place to go for episode notes. And of course, subscribe to or follow this podcast in any awesome podcast app you're using right now. That's all I've got for you here on the 5 a.m. Miracle Podcast this week. Until next time, you have the power to change your life. And the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.